Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Teachers Club, the podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Braham. I created this community for people just like me, soul-led people who have the privilege to educate and teach. I'm on a mission to uplift teachers with the power of mindset and manifestation so we can shine our true lights in our classrooms, raise the vibrations of our students, our school, our community and the generation as a whole. We are here to bridge the gap between all things school and the spiritual, the energetics into the education and all things woo. So if you're seeking more, join us where we will share with you inspirational stories, actionable steps and personal revelations of how raising your vibration can help you become a magnet to all of your deepest desires. Come with me on this journey so you can learn new things, laugh a little and feel inspired. Now, grab your coffee. It's time for the Woo Woo Teachers Club. I am here today to pose this question for you. Why are you seeking permission? I'm assuming if you're here and you are interested in teaching or education, it's because you are over 18. And so by being over 18, legally, in most places around the world, that means you are an adult. And this came about... The question of permission or the idea of us seeking permission came out from a coaching call that I was on just yesterday. Let me set the scene. So um, it's a group coaching call and one of my peers was, um, she is very, very successful. She owns a business. She's very wealthy. She has status in the community, in her industry. She is somebody who we would or most people would look up on as quite successful. And just in passing in her conversation with our coach, she said, well, what should I do? Do I choose path one or path two? Am I allowed? What should I do? Path one or path two? And I found that so mind-blowing. I found that so striking, and it just really blew me away. Why? Because here is somebody who, before this program, before I changed, before I enlightened myself, I would have probably been intimidated by this person. They were so mighty. They would be probably on the status of a head teacher or like maybe even more the CEO of a, of a chain of schools or something. This person was so far ahead of me in a career. And here they are asking for permission. Should I, an adult, choose path one or path two? And it gave me the moment to reflect upon myself. If somebody had said to me, why are you seeking permission? I would have said, I'm not seeking anything. I get up as I want. I do as I want. I go where I want to go, eat what I want to eat. I am, I've got autonomy over my life. I don't need permission from anyone. But how true is that? How honest would I be being if I said that was the truth? Let's take, for example, if I decided I would like to own some property and I want to develop and grow my my property portfolio because I want to earn some residual income. I might have the money already and the money would typically be in a bank and I would go to the bank manager and ask for my money. 
there is an example of me seeking permission because the bank manager could say to me, come back in three days. Or I'm not sure I can sign this off. I need to get permission from somebody else. Hold on a minute. This is my money. What do you mean? I, I want my money and you're obligated to give it to me now. But actually, it doesn't work like that. You need permission. Let's imagine if I go for a mortgage. Well, you need permission from somebody along the line to say, yes, I agree to these terms and conditions. I agree to this amount of money. I agree to these criterias. And as an adult, you are seeking permission. Now, the reason why that's troublesome is because when you seek permission, ultimately you're asking for somebody to say yes or no. Or you're asking for somebody to say go ahead or don't go ahead or not now. Which boils down to the fact that you have not got autonomy over your life. So let's go back a little bit deeper. If you have a culture that's similar to mine, so I'm in the UK and I was educated here, right back from when you are a child, you have been taught and it's ingrained into your psyche that you have to seek permission. Let's imagine you're at school or nursery. Let's imagine you're four, four years old and you're in a nursery or kindergarten and you are told that, or you have permission that, you are going to eat between the time of 11 and 12. You are also then given permission for what you will eat. So it's probably chopped up vegetables or some fruit. It's unlikely that if you said you wanted another type of food that you would be given permission to have that. Let's imagine you're that same child and you are told that between the hours of 12 and one, it's creativity time. That's amazing. But your creativity is limited to using a paintbrush or using a pencil. You then need to get permission to finger paint. Or you might need permission if you decide you want to take photographs or if you want to play in the mud or if you or if you want to use crayons. You need permission. Now, if that permission is not granted, what then happens? Your wide, vast imagination and creativity ability is restricted to just using those few paints, paint, paint colours or the crayons. You are not then able to explore and feel expansive enough to do whatever it is that you want to do. So you are taught very young that there's limitations. Let's imagine you're a little bit older and you want to use the bathroom. You put your hand up to go to the toilet in the lesson and you're told no. You need permission to do your bodily functions. Now, I want to kind of jump in here and say, as a teacher, I understand that there are some limitations and considerations and structure that's vital, that's necessary. Why? Because I can imagine if I was a teacher and every student in the class decided that they wanted to use the toilet whenever they wanted throughout my lesson. They wanted to spend as long as they wanted in the toilet. They wanted to go as many times as they needed to go. And 
if I think how that would affect my teaching, my flow, if I think about maybe the new the, the neural divergent students in my class, how distracted, distracted, how how that might cause such disruption in my lesson. And ultimately, it would mean that the students who keep on going would lose a, a chunk of my lesson and the content that would be, be taught in that time. So I do understand, so I said I wanted to caveat that by saying I do understand that there is structure and rules and constraints that are essential. However, that comes back to the point that even your basic bodily functions, you need permission to go and do those. That's wild. Why have we allowed this? If you think about where this has come from, this comes from deep, deep within us that we are taught in a society that we need to seek permission. If we go to the age of 16 to 17 or maybe 15 to 17, that's when students are in the process of choosing their life paths. I, I recently stumbled across some educational research from Dr. Bilal Nazir, and he said that especially the mid to low stream students, when they get to 16, they are so engrossed in their peer group that when choosing their pathways, they are less likely to choose a pathway that's based on their interests and their passions and desires, but more likely to choose a pathway where they are socially accepted in their peer group. In terms of choosing a career path, we are, we are seeking permissions from our peers over the fact that we really enjoy or motivated or have a passion in a certain subject. So that comes secondary. So even the career paths that we as adults are on, typically we didn't make those decisions from a place within. Those are typically from outside sources. I remember one of my students, as you do, you talk, interact with your students and she was in year 11, so she would have been 15 or 16 years old. And this was at the, the time when they were choosing their pathways, what they want to do if they want to go to college or sixth form. And I said to her, as I did with the others, what is it that you're interested in doing or what do you want to do? And she answered me by saying, I don't know, whatever my dad says I have to do. I didn't know how to react in that moment because, of course, deep within me was that. How does that work? Culturally, I understand. Yes. But as an individual, there's going to be a time when you kick back on the expectations of others. Or you live a life that's unsatisfactory to you for years until you become in your 50s and you, you're unfulfilled and you wonder, why am I feeling this way? I've done all the right things. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. So seeking permission, ultimately, as adults, it leads us down to two consequences. The first one is that we forfeit our power. I believe we are given specific lessons, experiences and assignments that we have to do in this lifetime. We've chosen this before we came here. We are simply unable to do it or do it effectively if we give away our power. These create blockages. They create you're not able to flow. There's there's resistance because you are not in, you're not being soul-led. You are giving away the best thing about you, your power, your soul, 
to somebody else. Let's take a situation. Here's an example. There's Julia. And Julia's life lesson and her purpose, she feels, is to spread a message and awareness and advocate for how you're able to thrive after a miscarriage in your 40s. So many women are desperate to hear that message. So many women would be healed from hearing Julia speak, her talking her experience, her suggesting tips of what she has done to overcome that. Hearing somebody who's gone through this experience, even just to know that you are not alone. But if Julia holds back that gift, that purpose, She's not able to impact the life in which she was intending to, that her purpose was here for. Julia has constantly sought permission from her husband in everything she's done. She's very talkative and very confident, and she feels as though her grief would be healed a lot better and easier if she was able to verbalise, if she was able to talk through her experiences. Her husband, however, is very private. He feels like going through a miscarriage experiencing this loss very private personal and doesn't want it to be dealt with on any platform at all and so because Julia wants to respect her husband's wishes she decides against speaking about it now though this is understandable she's given away her power she's given away her power to heal and she's given away her power to spread this message that ultimately even she doesn't know the consequences of her healing and spreading the message, how far of an impact that might be made. The other reason, think about if you take back your power, if you take back your voice, if you take back the restrictions on your voice, if you empower yourself to speak, do you know how many people need to hear your message coming from you? Do you know how many people will be impacted, not less than because of your stutter or because you've got red hair or because you're overweight or because you have this accent. It has to come from you. The message to the right person has to come from you, not in spite of, but as well as all of those things. Your voice has to be a magnet to somebody else's ears. It has to align to the right person. And by you withholding your voice, seeking permission, seeking somebody else's power, you are almost being selfish to the person who's on the end of that, going through whatever it is that you've got the message for. There was an analogy that if this was your first day as a lifeguard and the main lifeguard who you're shadowing goes for break and he's not there and you see somebody out in the ocean struggling. Do you say, I'm not equipped to go and save this person? Or do you run into that ocean with all the best things that you can and give it a try? Try your best to save this person. You may not have the full qualification. You may not have the experience, but you damn well are going to try and help that person in the imperfections in the messiness. You already have what it takes. There's nothing more needed. 
apart from your courage to take back your power. The other reason why it's so important for you to stop seeking permission is because you are going to miss opportunities. It's so crippling, the idea of fear, trying to preserve yourself from fear, doubt, shame, that we would prefer to stay safe even when we know it isn't truly what we want. This comes down to our primitive brains, our primitive needs for safety and survival. So at all costs, we will be seeking those things because we know that they are safe. But that's not what we want. If we deem that taking a risk is unsafe, we won't do it. So public speaking, talking about something personal, connecting with somebody who you don't know, those things to our primitive brain could be deemed as unsafe. And so we put a barrier up by not allowing ourselves to do what is outside of our comfort zones. If you go and ask somebody a question, please may I, you're not guaranteed to have the answer that you want. It may be a yes and it may be a no. So what happens in the no? What happens if you really want to do something and you are told no because you've sought permission? Are you not going to do what you want to do? As an adult, as somebody who's got a calling, who's got a passion, who's got a spirit, who's got a soul, who's waiting to spread that message out, there's so much inside of right now on an energetic level that is bursting that's excited for you to have the courage. If it's even 20 seconds of courage, it's essential, it's vital. And of course, confidence follows courage. So the more courageous you are, even for those 20 second bursts, the more confident you can get. And of course, that will start to build momentum. And even in the fear, even in the doubt, even in the shame, you show up as your true authentic self without the need to seek permission, even energetic permission from anybody, from your spouse, from your parents, from the head teacher, from your head of department. Take your power, your soul's calling, your purpose and move forward. The risk of you not doing this is we don't feel connected. We don't feel fulfilled. We don't feel expansive. We don't feel alive. We don't feel as though we're thriving. And instead, we become uninspired. We might become resentful, constricted, sad, lonely. That should not be your existence. And I'm here to encourage you to be like that beautiful dolphin that swims in any which direction it can, it can in the big, wider ocean. It jumps when it wants to. It goes back upon itself when it wants to. It squeals when it wants to, it laughs, it comes for cuddles, it, it needs no permission because it is in the big ocean, vast, wide, it is free. It has a purpose and it does not care what the whale does, it doesn't care what the fish at the bottom does and it doesn't care what the seaweed does. It does what it comes onto this world to do. So I want today to encourage you to take back your power. Don't seek permission as an adult for anything. If you are coming from a place of love, if you are coming from a place of integrity, if you are coming from a place of authenticity, you are going to seek 
to spread love, to spread your message, to spread happiness, to spread contentment in your own unique way. That might be singing. That might be going in the corridor in the morning and saying hello to every student. That might be sending an email to your colleague just to say you're doing a fantastic job. That might be buying a a chocolate bar for your head of department because you can see that they're stressed. It doesn't have to be massive, but it does have to be. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Do you want to start your school day in alignment, feeling positive without waking up with yesterday's stress? Yes? Well, I have the perfect free gift for you. Click the link in my show notes, enter your name and email, and I will personally deliver to you my 12-minute Overwhelm Eraser. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the WooWoo Teachers Club. If you found anything valuable, be sure to leave a review with your biggest takeaway. You can also share this with the teacher you care about so other teachers like us can stop suffering with overwhelm at school and change the paradigm so that they too can live a fulfilling life even in school. Don't forget to follow us on social media using the information in the show notes. And until next time, peace, love and woo-woo stuff.